little chilly Sunday morning, Dimitri. You got it, baby. Ah, thanks so much for coming to Oakville to VentureX offices here. Mm-hmm. We're going to spend the next little while in this space. And uh, this is a great idea that we came up with talking about let's do a few shows about different age groups and talk about specifics, mm-hmm. a gambit of stuff that we're going to talk about. Yep. Like lots of stuff. So the, for, for the next five shows, and actually just pay attention, guys, that we'll be posting them on Fridays. I want to post them on Friday first thing. Fitness Fridays. That's it. So watch out for the hashtag and, and pay attention to, we'll see how many we record. We're trying to aim for five of them for, for today, and then we'll split them up for the next five weeks. So Dimitri's back from Pure Motivation Fitness. And everybody that's listened to the other show has an idea about your background, where you came from. And they had a lot of great little tidbits there, and people were appreciating it, which mm-hmm. is great. Yep. Because we get older, nobody gets younger. That's it, boss. <laughs> nobody gets younger. So everybody, website is www.puremotivationfitness.com. Email is Dimitri at puremotivationfitness.com. And then the handles, uh, you got your personal one, which yeah. is uh, Dimitri and Gianculos, right? Yeah, at Dimitri Gianculos. Gianculos. And then uh, at puremotivationfitness.com. Let's get on with the show because we actually want to make these rock and roll. I want to start the show by actually talking about the idea is that we want to do one show for the 20 year olds, one show for the 30 year olds, 40 year olds, 50, that that kind of a whole idea. So we want to actually go through body types, mental health, eating, exercising, sex, preventative measures, lifestyle, smoking. Mm-hmm. alcohol uh, natural path and obviously big pharma and then supplements and i just want to give everybody a little bit of information right now in canada and the u.s we're pretty close to each other life expectancy of a male right now is 82 years old as of 2019 really so just to give you an idea back in 1960 life expectancy was 70 years old so we've jumped 12 years in 60 years So it's not unheard of for all you 30, 20-year-olds in the next 30, 40 years, you're going to be living to your 90s. Women are about three, four years more than that. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was kind of interesting. So just to kind of everybody understand, I mean, barring nothing dramatic health-wise happens to you, Mm -hmm. you're going to live a very long, long life. Does it it mention like quality or just expectancy expectancy it doesn't get into quality right so i guess i don't know how they factor in uh certain diseases and everything like that and then physicality and so i don't know about that Mm -hmm. but the thing is that uh you could be living a long long time which means that you should be taking care of the only thing that you have which is your body your vessel that's it right so with with the 20s i want to just bring up eight points here dimitri Mm -hmm. and then we could just tackle it from there these are things that i just found when i was doing a little bit of research right so in your 20s these are the key things that you want to focus on and and you correct me if i'm wrong and we can dive into it from there form a healthy relationship with alcohol 20s are known for drinking like experimentation i think yeah yeah that's what it is stay clear of opioids and uh tobacco big time so drugs start taking mental health seriously yeah, I don't think they pay attention to it at that no. age. I no, think, I think in the 20s we just dismissed it. Limit your screen time 100%. That's a tough one, but uh, it's there. Eat for your heart. Everybody thinks in their 20s that they're indestructible. Fried foods. That's all it is. Uh, exercise more, not harder. Right. Smarter. Tweak your environment. You are a product of your environment. Who you hang around with. Exactly. And then hold yourself 100% accountable. Yeah. Even in your 20s. Okay, Dimitri, over to you. should have one more there. What's that? Find a mentor. I agree with you. A lot of people don't look for mentors. 100%, yeah. They don't really pay attention to that. They don't look for 
where they want to become, who they want to become, who they can follow. And that's where you get around the wrong people, the wrong friendships. You listen to people and you don't have a core identity of who you are. And keep in mind, everybody, a mentor doesn't have to be a physical person right next to you. No, man. A mentor could be, you know, motivational quotes that are you're following online. Mine was Arnold. I could never get a hold of Arnold. I could of course never not. talk to him. But yeah. as a kid, I had posters in my rooms and watching his, you know, episodes and what he talked about. And I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to do this. To me, that was really positive, inspiring. He had his sound bites. He yeah. had his sound bites back then that you can find them. You'd only find them, I guess, in interviews because yeah. we're talking about the 70s, 80s. Yeah. And he had those little sound bites. But they were extremely valuable sound bites. Oh, yeah. Right. They resonated really well with everybody at that age group. Plus, he was in the forefront. Like nobody was doing what he was doing. And he was contesting the way things were being done. Right. He, he brought fitness to where it is today. Yeah. It wouldn't have been the same way. No, no. I don't think there's anybody at that era that did what he did. Yeah. Everybody else were all players around him. But he was definitely the leader and the motivator. And the, he yeah, pushed. He was a pioneer. Yeah. He totally he was the Elon him. Musk of fitness back yeah. then. Yeah, that's what he was. Right. So it, everybody, like, it's it's really valuable. Find a mentor that you can look up to or even just bounce off of. A mentor could be your family member. It could be your grandfather. It could yeah. be your uncle. Yeah. But you need to have someone when you're growing up to bounce those ideas off or even just look for support. For me, growing up with dysfunctional family, right off the bat, you know, athletes, coaches, and people like successful um, you know, entrepreneurs, athletes were the ones that I looked up to. So let's dive right into the 20-year-olds. What are they doing wrong regarding consumption, food? I think the access to food now makes it even harder for them. You look at kids and you say, why are you always on your cell phone? Well, because they have bloody cell phones. In the 20-year-old area, they can just order food, Uber Eats, Skip the dishes. Like, they don't have to cook a meal. Let's be honest, Dimitri. Are the Uber Eats healthy options? Or can you make them? You can make anything in this world healthy, bro. Okay. I could live in your office for a year and order in the healthiest foods and still work out in this little corner here. The thing is, is there's no education. So people don't know what is a version of healthy. They don't even know protein, carbs, and fats, man. And in school, they don't teach this. No. You either got to take a fitness course or... You got to buy something or get involved in fitness and training. So people have too much easy access to food. I think parents are failing big time because they're not setting the example. When I was eight, nine, my mom was like, every Saturday, you're in the kitchen, you're watching me cook. I hated it. I tell my kid who's nine. And she said, I'm going to force you to watch me to cook and then learn to cook. And I'm like, why? She goes, because one day you're going to do it on your own. And now I love her for it. Like me, my, my wife cooks amazing, but as a male, as a man, I cook amazing as well. Were you bad when you were in your 20s? Uh, I had some, you know, messed up moments where I think growing up without a father, I didn't have that guy to say, hey, see these buddies of yours? They're good to hang out with, good to party, go to clubs. Don't associate too much with. So I never had that. But uh, I found my way through. It was challenging, I think, because for a male, without a male role model, you're looking, you're bouncing around like a ping pong table of who's the best person to be with. Thankfully, sports and competition were my grounding like root. Without that, I don't think I'd have a business. I would think I'd be a good husband. I definitely wouldn't be as good a father as I am today. 
And so. that was connected to Arnold because that's when you were discovering what yeah, he man. was pre- preaching. Yeah. Challenge was, yourself. Yeah. Work hard for something. Set a goal. Compete. Competing to me is, I think, what schools should teach kids when they're in grade three and four. Like competition is great. You need to work hard. You need to win and you need to lose. And when you lose, you need to learn why you lost. You need to look at getting better. So for 20-year-olds today, they're in a weird area where everything is, is at your phone, your fingertips. And there's no need to go research. There's no, people don't go to libraries no more. No. Just go on Google. Yeah. So they're not going to look and read and try to search for things. Everything's quick. And I think that the mindset has to be started from the parent where, listen, you don't know everything. You're still 20. Also, when you don't give a a 20-year-old responsibility to work from the ages of 16 to 20, they're done. Yeah. You have an entitled 20-year-old brat that's not going to understand how to make money, how to structure money, how to save money. It's not a part of their agenda. No, man. And then you have problems because you got this, 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 you know, potentially amazing kid that doesn't have any structure. So they bounce around friends, social media, settings, what's cool. And then there's there's cyberbullying and it's 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 a mess. So I think exercise, role model from the parent side and work, old school work ethics. Get a job, even if it's once a week. So you're not saying I'm in university fifth year, you're all this education, but you don't even have a job, you don't do chores at home, and you finish university and then you can't even do an interview. It's the argument though, Dimitri, where they say, I can't spend the time or I don't have the time to go grocery shopping to buy the right food so then I can cook. Because by the way, I don't have the time to cook. So meal planning, prepping, which is what you've preached over and over, that there is the time. But the thing is, it's a daily compound. Mm -hmm. If you do 20 minutes on Monday, 20 minutes on Tuesday, you start allocating those little minutes every single day, you'll find the time, no? A lot of people live in reactive states today. 100%. And when people say to me they don't have time, I have this little Excel spreadsheet that I give to my coaches and clients. It's like a, a, a weekly audit, and it's so simple, bro. It's Monday to Sunday, top corner. Then it's got from 6 a.m. or 5 a.m. to 11 in little squares. When you tell me you don't got time, you're full of bullshit. You don't, got, yep. you don't have structure in your life. Yep. Three hours to work out in 168 little blocks? Come on. So, again, they don't have the proper mentorship, leadership. They don't have foundational skills. And if no one instills at a young age, you need to work or you need to do something, you will have an entitled spoiled brat. And that's just going to be the precursor to failing health, failing oh, physical, failing a mental, failing a bunch of things. So you, in your 20s, you've got the most absorption. Like 20s are the, the decade that shape you to yeah. what you're going to be for the rest of your life. And today they have so much access to be so much more successful. I didn't have social media in my 20s. No. I remember when I first opened my business and I was doing in-home training, email after like high school to college was the big thing, email. And now with my phone, you can make a post and people around the world can see you. As much as it is a help, it's also a crutch. What about all the misinformation? You got so many people offering so many different yeah ideas techniques and, and like that's the challenge because they, they see too much yeah there's too much information like i know arnold's book the encyclopedia of bodybuilding yeah, was at I its core it was just basic 
this is to the point, this is what you have to do. There was definitions about muscles and, and how certain exercises hit those muscles. Nowadays, it's all kinds of supplements, all kinds of this. Techniques. Everyone's a salesman. That's Everybody's right. a salesman, yeah. yeah. So how do you navigate through that world? You just got to filter it for you. You got to look at, I know that you talked about before, the body type. First of all, yeah. I guess in a 20-year-old body mentality, you need to figure out what your body type is. Well, that's a key, good thing you brought this up because anytime I ask people in their in our age, 40s, 50s, the first question I ask them is, when you were 20 to 30, when you were eating, could you consume whatever you want and not have an issue with weight? Could you would you bulk up really quickly? Would that be an issue? Yeah. And at 20, if you really if you're an endomorphic male or female, which is slow metabolism, wide joints, heavy bone structure, um, low carbohydrate intolerance. If you don't pay attention to fitness, you're doomed, man. Like by the time you go to 2025, 20, you can gain 50, 60 pounds easily. And then to lose that, along with social media, pressure, work, school, kids, like you're setting yourself up for destruction. And what happens when your metabolism starts to slow down in your 30s and your 40s and even worse? Just compound interest, man. Yeah, that's all it is, right? So you got to really pay attention to that. And then the mindset that I seek people today in my world is... They've given up. You're looking at a 50-year-old male, successful entrepreneur or not, family, and he's just given up so bad that his health is in the shits now. He's got like liver issues and kidney issues and metabolic issues and heart issues. So now that person is like living in prison. Why? Because they made the wrong choices when they're in their 20s, 30s. Preventative choices. Right. Yeah. So now a coach like me or my staff have to unwind this this knot this mess and really it comes down to basic foundational principles parenting role model chores routines all this that stuff that's needed structure from, yeah man from 10 years old to 20 that's an important time that's why for my kids i don't care if i may look like an old uh, old school parent i force my kids to have chores and i tell them you didn't do this chore you're not going to get this and they're like why are you so rude too bad. This way it's got to be. You've got to learn what it's like. Are they asking why you're so difficult? Because their friends' parents don't do this? 100%. And That's I tell the reason them, why. This is, this is the lifestyle. I grew up without a, without a father. So you have a lot already that it's been given to you. If you don't learn to cook at this age, who's going to teach you when you're 18, 19? And I'm not around. So my son always wants to spend money. 10 bucks his grandmother gave him. Right away we went to Walmart. He wanted to spend it. And I go, if you spend it now, we're not going to give you another money for two more weeks. He blew it. He came home. He wanted to buy something the next day. And now he's stuck. So if you teach your kid that lesson at a young age, when they're 20, they can be purchasing a car versus purchasing a vacation to go to Cancun. Planning. Yeah. Planning is what it is. 100%. So in your 20s, right? How much should they be exercising? What should they be looking at per week? I tell people this. Do you want to have... There's three types of lifestyle. There's sick, average, or elite. If you want to be an elite individual, four or five times a week, man, minimum. You're 20. You, you don't have four more. or five yeah. times a week. You don't, I know. Like you tell, doctors tell us that our kids should be exercising 45 minutes, 60 minutes a day. Kids, you're 20 years old. Your body's in prime. Your bones are just starting to harden. A male and female muscle maturity kicks in at 28 to 38. So imagine, you're 20. Your body's growth hormone <laughs> is producing. That's when you're supermen and superwomen. Yeah, yes. 
That's when I, at 21, I competed my first bodybuilding show, 21. And again, like I'm 44 now, right? Sleep affects my body way harder now than before. So at that age, you're young, your body responds better, grows better, metabolizes food better. You don't have all these external stresses. So what else are you doing? You're in school. Okay, your job is school. And you're working your work. out, taking care of your family and getting a bloody job. Yeah. Those are the responsibilities that you have. Right. So why can't you fit four, five times a week, 45 minutes? Because they're wrong friends. It's the circle. It's the structure. It's, it's circle totally. Hanging off. And that's why I, t I even tell my kids, I'm putting them into so many sports because I want them to hang out with kids that do sports. Because my son has some friends that love to play Nintendo Switch. And now think about this. These kids can put earphones on and through Wi-Fi, they all can be playing the same game. So they sit for two hours and they're playing a game. The time goes by so fast. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's actually, if you actually sat there and just paid attention to how much time you just lost and you could have done other things, you would actually be very disappointed in yourself. And it's, it need, parents need to be straight and honest with their kids and say, I'm doing this so you don't become someone who's unsuccessful. And I'm not saying that if your kid plays a game unsuccessful, but if you don't explain to them at a young age what success looks like as a model, someone that can afford to buy their own home, have a family, go on vacations, buy expensive things that they want versus someone that's stuck, who's living at home and who can't organize their lifestyle. So I want my kids to learn from a young age the reality of life. And that's the best time in their 20s to actually grab that. 100%. So yeah. if I go out in public and I see someone that looks like they're homeless or they're, they're rude or they're just they're not dressed properly, I would say, you know what? You, you got to be careful because if you don't have structure in your life, you'll do whatever you want, right? So the three body types. Let's talk about the 20-year-olds, the three body types, the exercises that you would recommend that they should be focusing on. 100%. So first one is the ectomorphic body type, my body type. Think of a soccer player. Think of a volleyball player. Think of a swimmer. They're tall and long, small shoulders, small waist, small wrists. Anyone listening right now that's, that sees that in their body type, fast metabolism, you're an ectomorph. That's who you are. That's who you are, and you got to understand it. You ain't going to change it. Unless you have ectomeso properties, which is a slight mix of both, you should be staying away from again depending on your goal cardiovascular exercises are good for everybody but i would go like a 75 percent split weight training and then 25 cardio you need to be doing compound movements instead of isolation get away from these uh, machines with pulleys and cables barbells kettlebells dumbbells full weight movements because you need to work on structuring the whole body to get stronger your body needs that load compared to someone that's a mesomorphic like yourself that has a strong build that they can build muscle like this, right? So now the mesomorph. Mesomorphic individual is the one that I, I wish I had background with. The you, football players, the, the football big boys. player, think of shoulders that are wide, yeah. narrow waist, small wrists, small ankle, um, thicker torso. You, t you tell an ecto and a meso to turn sideways, right away you're like, hey, this guy looks thick. His chest is thick. His yeah. legs are thick. Metabolism is in the middle. So they gain, they lose. Those guys need a, a good mix. And nowadays, cross-training is something that has been developed in the last, i say, five, ten years. It's beautiful. It's a mixture of metabolic conditioning, so high-intensity cardio, 
skipping, battle rope, slamming balls, jumping over hurdles. So it's not a 70-30. It's no, more of a, what, 50-50? It's 50-50. Okay. With cross-training, it's actually a 33.33% because you got metabolic conditioning, high-intensity cardio. It's me giving you a ball to slam, a battle rope, running, jumping jacks, skipping, um, using a rower, high-intensity cardio. Then it's body weight movements, calisthenics, you know, dips, pull-ups, lunges, squats, planks, pull-ups, everything with your body weight, which is what a gymnast would do. And then there's Olympic lifting or resistance training, barbells, kettlebells, bodybuilding, squats. You put those all together, and now that mesomorphic body type gets, it's like a, a serving of three types of food, all in one shot. My body type wouldn't do well with that because the high-intensity cardio would make me lose more weight. The endomorphic body type, the third one of the three, wide shoulder, wide waist, wide joint, slow metabolism, um, hormonally even, they don't, they don't break down food properly. They have some thyroid issues as well. Those individuals definitely need a cross-training workout, but they, I would say they need maybe a 55, 60 weights, 40 cardio, because cardiovascular conditioning is needed to continuously burn calories on the off days. So I can do a weight training session today. My body's going to burn calories for 24 hours. After that, for the epoch system, exercise post-oxygen consumption. So your body's like, okay, you train me today. I need oxygen to refill what you destroyed. Yeah. Those people need cardio to keep the body burning calories because it doesn't burn as much. Food. Yeah. Let's feed these three different types of bodies. Like, what should they be eating? They wake up in the morning. What well, are they looking at for breakfast? I'm going to break it down so good for your listeners okay, perfect, today. Okay, perfect. Three types of foods. Protein, carb, and fat. Think of carb. Everyone knows what a protein is. Yeah. Everyone knows what a fat is. Carb is the, mis, the, the most misunderstood macronutrient because there's, there's an umbrella of three different things hanging. There's three fruits hanging from a carb. Refined, starch, and fiber. Refined carbs are Gatorade, processed foods, sugars, packaged foods, sugars. sugar, shit, pastries, yeah. donuts. It's shit, pretty much. Anything comes in a wrapper, right? So then, listen to the word, everybody. Refined. Refined. It's been manipulated. Processed. Okay, right? yeah. You buy an energy bar. It's shit. Now, if your goal is to gain weight and it's nuts and quinoa and it's a quest bar, I get it. But your goal is to lose weight. Why eating something comes in a package? Eat some broccoli and a dip. Yeah. The second is fibrous. This is the confusing part because people don't understand fibrous carbs have a twins, brother and sister, fruit and vegetable. That's the easiest way I describe it. So you got one, which is amazing. It's healthy fruit. Fruit with skin on, it's better than fruit without the skin because of the absorption rate of the sugar. You don't spike your blood sugar as much. But if you think about it, fruits will give you naturally occurring sugars that are, are, are naturally made. No processed, it's, it's healthy for you. However, based on different times of the day, each body type eats different amounts. Vegetables are empty calories, man. They got nutrients, they got very little carbs, but they're foods you can eat in abundance. I can give you a bowl of broccoli, literally a full bowl, and you may get, I don't know, may get 10 carbs, 12. And I can give you, you know, an apple, you got 21, a banana, 28, 30. An M&M pack, 40, 50, yeah. right? And then you have starch, which is your good old-fashioned potato, bread, pasta, rice, pita, oatmeal. I wish they would teach this in high school. Now, when you're talking about body types, 
pick a body type and I'll tell you how to rock it. Ecto? Yeah. The Ecto guy needs a higher portion of the starches. Why? They have a Ferrari engine. They got to feed it. Yeah, man. So every meal needs protein, carb, fat. Whether you're 80 years old or 20. You need one of each of them. Yes. However. But the amounts that you have. The carb amount is the one that you can manipulate. Okay. Protein's going to be protein. So for me, it's going to be a big omelet, two yolks, four or five whites. That's my protein. My fat's going to come from my yolk. And on the side, peanut butter, avocado, coconut, seeds, almonds. But then my carb is going to be toast, oatmeal. How much toast? Three slices. What's on the toast? Nothing. Peanut butter, ricotta, put- olive oil. Okay. Because I'll add more fat. But for me, I need three slices minimum. When I was competing back in the days, four. Now for you, why the hell do you need bread for breakfast? I don't. So your body, being a mesomorph, and let's say you're not as active, your body could easily have some tomato slices with some olive oil and some cucumbers. People may be thinking that's like nothing. But your body will recognize these low amount of glucose. Say, thank you. You've given me protein. You give me some fat for energy. And fat is a beautiful source of long energy. You've given me carbs, which are empty. So why don't I start sucking some fat off your belly at 10, 11, 12, 1 o'clock in the afternoon? And the problem is people dump that bagel, oatmeal and fruit, poison. Unless you're trying to gain weight, why the hell are you mixing two fruits together, two carbs together? That's their mentality to start the day, though. They think they need that fuel. And it's a miseducation. Okay, so, but is it, where do they learn that from? Is that like it was taught well, to them or they bro, just... if you look at our food guide for years... It, it was, was wrong. It was it's wrong. It's still wrong. Six to 11 servings of carbs, come yeah, on. Yeah, it was just, it's all, and but who came up with that? People that are actually not preaching that. Right. And or it was, living it's, that. It's, it's people from the government. It's what, there's so much red line or red tape. So what people should do is they should start searching for themselves. But that's the thing, people are lazy. They don't want to do the work to learn, to listen, to experiment even. And each body type works differently. An endomorph could live all day eating. If I took six plates or five plates on your table here and I put veggies, 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 veggies on each five dishes, I threw nuts on the first one, coconut on the second one, pumpkin seeds on the third one, avocado on the fourth, and feta cheese on the fifth. And then all I did was I put eggs, chicken, fish, beef, another piece of chicken. They could eat all those plates, five plates every day and lose a ton of weight without storing one pound of fat. And where I'd give them the carb? Lunchtime. Midday, a nice starchy carb or fruit carb to carry them from 12 till 6. The other carb that's provided is post-workout, post-exercise. So if you're like D... I wake up in the morning and I work out every morning on a bike or I train. They wake up, empty stomach, they train, then they have their breakfast with a small amount of fruit. Then they go throughout the day, lunchtime 12 to 3 is their carb, and after that, you don't need it. That's the lunch. You got the breakfast, that's the lunch. Then you have dinners. And what's your dinner? Your dinner is going to be your smallest meal, Uh, Well, depending on... I'm a little different because I come from a bodybuilding background. We like to eat every three to four hours to constantly supply the body with fuel. The grazing. Bravo. But we're learning today, based on body type, endomorphic people and mesomorphic people can live and sustain 
great lifestyles without having to eat as much. The blood sugar is the important one, the snacks in between. If you're eating a big lunch and then nothing till dinner, your blood sugar drops. When your blood sugar drops, you start getting angry, you start getting hungry. That's when the dinner kicks in and if you throw a meal with high carbs, you spike blood sugar, you store. So my philosophy is have two dinners every night, especially for the people who go to bed late. One around six with the family, one around nine. Dinner one is gonna be, again, you got protein, carb, and fat. So piece of protein, four to five ounces for a female, six to eight for a male, a big bed of lettuce some vegetables, cauliflower, whatever it is, cabbage salad. You have your fat. And then depending on how active they are, I tell people that want to have a good balance, Wednesdays and Saturday nights, half a cup of carb for dinner one. Dinner two is around 9.30, 10, when you're still hungry. Dinner two doesn't mean a plate of food. It means a protein shake with some coconut and some kale. A top off. A small top off. It could be another small piece of chicken that you had for dinner with some cucumber. It could be a Greek yogurt with some cinnamon and some pine nuts. It could be a hard-boiled egg. And the, the way I call dinner, too, is to make people feel comfortable and not panic. Shit's 10 o'clock at night. I'm hungry. What do I do? I'm going to have cookies. I'm going to go binge. Well, if you're prepared and you understand that I'm going to eat again, that's going to get creative. Right? Now, you're getting hungry and you need that second dinner because you are exercising. Well, for me, I'm in, a, it. I'm, I'm in a weird state, man. I'm, I'm turning 44 this April. And my metabolism is still super high. Now, mind you, I'm training four or five times a week. I'm lifting super heavy. And because I've programmed my body from, I don't know, 15 years old, 18, to eat every three to four hours, it's a clock now. So whether I like it or not, it happens. If you're trying to have a healthy lifestyle, you can go for three, three, four hours without eating. But you can also have lighter meals, some vegetables and some dip. Some people say to me, well, bro, I'm in an office all day. I can't have meals. Yes, you can. You get a container, if it's colored or not, a little bit of protein powder, drink some protein powder, have 15 nuts. You have that in between lunch and dinner. Anyone can do that. And why would you do that? You're trying to supply your body with amino acids to get stronger because when you go to the gym, you complain you can't deadlift. Yeah. You can't run. You can't do push-ups. So if you want that elite lifestyle, not average, but if you want elite and you want to be able to lift strong and pull and, and have a lean physique, you need protein. And, I, and when people say to me, I don't want to become a bodybuilder like you, I laugh at them. Because I said, well, realistically, what you're saying to me is you're a liar. And they're like, what do you mean? Well, you want to look lean. You want to take off your shirt and see definition. You want to see your shoulders and your abs. So that means you want to look like a lean person. A bodybuilder, a little physique, a lean it's, one. It's a misconception because you tell somebody that's not familiar with this world, they want to be a bodybuilder, they automatically assume Arnold. Yes, they that's, juice head. That's, they think, yeah, that's not bodybuilding. Right. If, if you're actually doing anything to contribute to the better of your body, that's mm-hmm. bodybuilding. Of course. It's a beautiful term, if, too. If I build a house, right. if I build a tiny house at 1,000 square feet, or... If I build a house that's 10,000 square feet, same I'm still apply. a house builder. But same principles apply, right? Yeah, exactly. So if you're a bodybuilder competing on stage, you don't have to go to the same level, but you still got to eat, train, yes. take care yes. of your body. And people forget, here's the biggest kicker, bro. Whether you like bodybuilders or not, the world always goes back to shit in the past. So look at fashion. It always comes back. Bodybuilding in the philosophy has still around. Compound lifts, 
free weights. It's not going anywhere. Protein at every yeah. meal. Yeah. You know, cutting the carbs back in the evening. If you want to look lean, if for any males listening or females listening, if you want to be able to pinch your stomach and have low amounts of tissue there, you need to eat higher amounts of protein. You need to eat non-processed carbohydrates. You need to measure when you have them. And you need to make sure that you're moving your ass. How do you educate a generation, 20 to 29-year-olds, that is such a insta-now generation? And you tell them, yeah, so one. let's say they're not, okay, let's say they're not obese, but I guess technically speaking, standard-wise, most people... Bro, you don't need to be overweight I, to be obese. Your percentage of body that's fat what I was just about to say. That. Exactly, right? So technically speaking, a lot of the 20-somethings are obese, yeah. technically speaking. So how do you tell a generation like that, that is so used to instant gratification? I can order my food right now. I can order a car right now. I can do all this stuff right now. I need to change my body. I need to change my mentality. How do you educate them to mentally change their body? How do you, you do that? You, you first start with goals. Okay. And when you try, the psychology of changing a human needs to start with why. And when you uncover whys, you start scraping at the layers of the onion and finding out really why. So if someone comes in, they say, I just want to lose some weight. Why? I want to look better. Why? You know, uh, I'm not really happy with the way you look. Why? Why? <laughs> well, when I go to the beach in the summer, man, I, I feel horrible. I'm looking, now you're starting to find out why. So when you're trying to educate that person, you start making, you start telling them to look at their lifestyle and look at behavioral habits they can change. So many of them scroll on their phones in the morning before they go to bed. Bro, if you add up 15, 20 minutes of scrolling in the morning and you put it over four or five days, that's an hour workout, you could have did. What I'm if you don't grab it. the phone? What if you don't grab the phone and actually just drop out of bed and do push-ups, do crunches, do something instead of totally. checking your phone. You could get out of bed, anyone who's listening, if you're badass. And if you do this, I want you to tag me at Dimitri Giancoulis, and I will send you a macronutrient nutrition booklet. I will send you all kinds of shit for free. Nice. It's called a 50-40-30-20-10. 50 jumping jacks, 40 mountain climbers, 30 bodyweight squats, 20 push-ups, either elevated or flat, 10 burpees. That's it, bro. I had a guy come to the studio a few days ago and he was complaining that he wants to be fit. I said, try this out. I timed him. It took him 12 minutes, 33 seconds to complete. Okay. He was huffing and puffing. Big guy. I said, go home, come back to the studio, do it again. And I guarantee you're going to beat it. He got eight minutes on the second day. On the second day? Yes. Why? Because his body, his central nervous system, his brain, Got so shocked because he was not used to doing that the first day. He almost puked. We had to end the workout after that because he wasn't used to doing that little routine. He shocked his body. Second time around, his body's fine. Today, he's going to the club at 1 o'clock. I go, do it again. Time yourself. By waking up in the morning and just doing that little mini routine, that can build frequency. What that little routine can do is you do it one day, it takes you seven minutes. You do it again, it takes you six minutes and a half. Do it again, it takes you six or you go, you know what? I'm going to do it for 14 minutes, hit start of my stopwatch, see how many rounds I can get. And now you can gauge, am I getting better? Am I getting stronger? Something as easy as that. And for the 20-year-olds, 
come on, man. You got the energy. You've got the superpower. You've got the body to do this. They should be. It's a non-negotiable that every 20-year-old should have. And what I say to that age group, and I don't mean to be rude to anyone listening, is you're not married. You got no mortgage. You got no kids. You have excuses, and they're bullshit excuses. When you don't have time at 20 because you're a student, that's your parents' fault yes. right off the hop. Yeah, I agree with you. Right? If you had a full-time job, if you're playing sports, if you're competing, you're in school, I get it. I was there. I woke up at 5 in the morning. I was at the, stu- at the Western Collegiate 6 swimming. I had a full day of school, football practice, arresting after school, take the bus to go to work, finish work, come home, do homework. So with, and I'm not trying to sound like I'm a saint, but without that upbringing of hardship, 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, millennials, it's so challenging for them to learn later in life because everything came really easy. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's bad for parents to let their kids go to school, pay for their school, and not make them work. It's the worst thing they can do. Okay. 20-somethings. Let's dive into alcohol and weed, smoking. Mm. That's the decade that they're most influenced by their friends. Experimented. Experimenting, all this other stuff. So I guess, you know, and, and some guys, it's sad because I, 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 you know, I recently, as I get older, I recently find out that kids that I knew when I was younger have gotten into tr- like major problems because they got into major addictions. Everybody and, and nowadays a age too, at a younger age. So everybody nowadays, there's a, a huge percentage of that 20 something group that is smoking weed. They need it for anxiety. They need it for this to just get through the day. How do we balance that? How do we, how do we treat that? Well, you, you want to look at the different means of coping with stress. Okay. So again, fitness and exercise is one of them having that mentor to speak to Mm -hmm. a lot of people like overlook the fact of having a mentor to speak to or someone you can open up to your surroundings your friends are you doing personal development are you learning are you reading bro are you you're stressed out what are you reading are you learning about anything no and do they have a spiritual side do they believe in god do they feel there's something above them i hate it when i meet people and they're like oh there's no god Whatever, if I go to hell, I go to hell. It's like, bro, who do you think made this? You think two fucking rocks hit each other in the planet, and then all of a sudden, if people understand the anatomy... So they're saying there's no God, but they, if they go to hell, they go to hell. But yeah. one without the other. It's, it's bad. So when you look at coping mechanisms, people cope with things that are easy. And again, if you have a friend that's offering you weed or alcohol, and you try it, you know... My kids one day are going to be at that age where they may try it. They got to be real with themselves and say, okay, does this make me feel good all the time or just when I'm on it? Okay, if it's once in a blue moon that you're doing it, but you have a great job, you're exercising, you're good to your community, great with your relationships, you're positive. You know what? Everything in moderation has been experimented. But when you're needing that to feel who you are, your core identity is lost, right? And when the people, again, it's the people you surround yourself with. You take a person who's a, a, a druggie, you put them in rehab for 30 days, great. They're sober. But you put them back in the ghetto, wherever they're from, they're back to that they're drug, back. right? So yeah. it has to do with surrounding. And again, and I hate to say this, parents that are not involved in their kids' lifestyle lose their kids. 
You don't let your kid go to their room for four or five hours on the computer. You don't sit down for dinner while they're on their phone or when they're done their phone, they leave. You take them on Saturday somewhere to go do some sports. You take them skiing, whatever it is. You sit down with them. You Life lessons, man. Yeah, man. You ask experiencing. Your kids when we were going. kids, like you'd go out and you'd go to trips and you would do this and discover that. And yeah, I agree with you. And that that would help with that. But it's a, it's a big fight because you're fighting the peer pressure. You're you're fighting the the social status, the circle. You're fighting all that stuff. And again, if they don't have a role model, or and I and I keep going back to that. I don't want to sound like I'm boring, but no, it's true. We, I 100 believe in it. We need to see people that. Like for me, I look at entrepreneurs. I used to be only athletes. And then I realized that, okay, athletes train hard. They work hard. They visualize. They eat right. They compete. Boom. I've done a lot of that. So I understand it. I'm at a different era in my life now. I'm an entrepreneur and I'm a father. So now I look at people like Elon Musk and, and all these big entrepreneurs and people who are making influence, Gary Vee. And, and I'm like, wow, how do these guys balance life, uh, the pressure of society, the fact of running organizations with hundreds of employees. Like, that's hard, man. Yeah, it's a lot of work. We have 15, 20 employees, and that's managing people is so hard. You could sell on TV or manage people. Manage people is so hard. So people have to, to, to look up to finding people that they can work with. And 20-year-olds should always remember, drop your ego in your pocket. You don't know everything. So don't always act like you are the right one. There's um, a great book that I read that talks about adolescence and how to deal with teenagers. And it's called, um, I Hate You, Get Out of My Life. By the way, can you take Bobby and I to the mall? It's a book that was made for psychologists, <laughs> for parents and to know how to deal with teenagers. Yeah. My daughter's 15 this month. And it talks about the phases of life. And from 14 to 17, they hate you. They're going through a rough time. They're learning. They're growing. They're experimenting. They don't want to have you along. 18 to 21, they want to do everything themselves. They don't want you involved. 21 to 23, they come back and apologize to parents. They recognize who and what they were trying to do. And at 25 to 28 is when a child goes back to their parents and recognizes Every single step and thing they've done was for a meaning, but it takes that long. And from that tough time till 21, kids, you know, millennials, whatever you want to call them, they don't feel they need the help. And I get it. Hormones, ego, you're trying to grow yourself and build yourself, but you got to have that ability to be grounded and say, I don't know everything. So I shouldn't act like that because then you're going back to your core identity and you're, you're making up false understanding of you and then when you act like you know everything you you work a certain way you talk a certain way so it just builds man it's true dimitri i want to actually so i read a study recently i want to talk about sex now oh, i love sex 20 year olds and sex right so i read a study recently where i found out that 20 20 somethings yep. are having sex 52 times a year once a week and i was a little shocked by that that seems pretty low. Bro. That seems a little low. But then I started speaking to some of the 20-year-olds, and they're like, yeah, that's about right. Because they, it's, I mean, sex, you think sex, you think, sex is healthy, first of all. Yep. Right? With, With the, the right, right partner. People. Exactly. <laughs> the right partners. But it's part of your life. 
and you should engage in it and you should it should be a part of your life but it shouldn't control your life yeah but now it's different bro it's it's, and, it's a swipe and, this swipe yeah, that bullshit and it's, it's, and it's now it's like it's empty sex it's not fulfilling empty sex is the great word right and i don't mean to say this in a rude way but for what i think males have how they've treated women and some of the ways that they've courted or some of the actions and the the history of being a macho guy and you know sleeping with women women over the time and years have learned now and they have almost the upper hand and when there's a dating game going on it's the woman who's in charge 100 it's the woman who makes the decisions it's the a woman can go to the bar and she can have three teeth and she can pick up two guys and go home yeah a guy can have you know everything and still challenge so I think when it comes to that point, the world has gotten so far off with technology and swiping and people just having emotionless sex, like as you're saying. Empty, yeah. Which is sad, but so I guess it's the same thing. It's the circle. It's who you surround yourself with and the type of person. Because how many times have we read books or we've seen statements by people and it's just like forget about chasing all the women and just focus on one. And that one needs to understand how you were when you were nothing. So then but that's not cool no more. I know that's get not it? a cool image. I get it. And you, for women, you, you want that Photoshop image of a partner. It used to be cool for a woman to be, cla- like my wife, and the reason why I love her so much. She's so classy. Mm-hmm. She's elegant. And she's teaching my daughter to be an elegant woman. You don't got to show your body to get respect. And my daughter is fourteen, knows that. So nowadays, a lot of women are getting so much, so much volume of ego from social media where their bodies are determining their actions yeah and they're they're getting a false representation of you know i got so many followers because i show my my ass and my boobs and whatever but then they're hollow inside their bodies are presenting a false perception of their character yeah man and then when you actually want to speak or engage with this person they don't know how to do that because they only know how to turn angle photo and all this other crap you gotta remember when you're on Instagram and you're showing yourself wearing scanty outfits and you're showing these little you know boomerangs men are going to be attracted to you for that one reason so when you're complaining sometimes even for guys you know you're showing your muscles your body your cars but then when you meet women they're just trying to get into your pocket what do you expect you're not showing that other side of you of you reading taking care of a kid babysitting I'd love to see an Instagram, you know, influencer who's got the body, the world, but then she's also showing herself babysitting, changing diapers. hundred percent. That's not cool. But, but you'll never see it. Right. You'll never see it because it doesn't feed into the instant gratification world that's being created. That's been and is continuing. You're not hurting people's feelings in of course. the same process. Of course. Because when you're having emotionless sex or relationships, the other person may want more and you going into it with a mindset of this is all I want, you're not honest, you're hurting people. Yeah. And then that person who gets hurt gets scarred and then they go scar someone else and it's just a nasty. Is that the person you wanna be? Is that the person that you wanna leave or that impression to the other person? Is that right. is that truly what you wanna be? Think about it like you're in your 20s, fine, do that. You wanna party, show off or whatever. But then when you're 50, you're thinking back going, I really hurt that person. Yeah. Why did I have to do that? I shouldn't have done that. So, okay, I just wanted affects, to, I mean, it's not going to get into the whole world about this. It affects this, core identity. so important today for people to understand who you are, who you want to be, and what you have to do to get there. 
So when you have actions that are wrong and you're just producing bad aura into the world, it's going to catch up to you, man. It is. Totally. I want to wrap up the show with two last things that I want to talk about. Yeah. Supplements. Should we be boosting the 20-year-old's? increasing i know that when i was in my 20s i was like taking creatine i was you know taking a lot more protein i was doing a few things but i never got into enhancement and and things like that but i mean should the 20 year olds be looking at getting into some supplements and trying this and trying that protein shakes are a must right yeah i'm gonna give people my all-around view one understand that with supplements come sales so when everyone's talking supplements oh i bought this and i bought you got sold by someone on a supplement. Yeah. The main supplements we need, supplement stands for supplementing what you do not have, okay? Your basics are going to be your vitamin C, getting a little bit extra vitamin C, especially if you're trying to lose weight and you're cutting back on carbs, cutting back on fruits, you know? Vitamin C, you're dealing with stress in the body, anxiety, immune system, a basic multivitamin. Fish oil is a super important supplement you should be taking. Vitamin D. We live in Canada, man. We don't get no sunlight. Yeah. Right? Six and months of the year. 100%. And then I, I look at the basics and then a gut. If it's a probiotic, understand. Protein powder is a supplement that people should be taking at all ages. My mom's 74 and has a shake every day. Yeah. Stuff like the younger generation gets into pre-workouts, testosterone enhancers, all these were all these products that you're taking which amplify your performance or are precursors to steroids, that's ruining them. Because they're buying these containers full of all this shit ingredients they can't even read or spell. They're taking it because the guy at Popeyes, who's a juice head who doesn't know anything about fitness, sold it to them. So people need to stop and understand, like, if you're not eating four servings of vegetables a day, why are you going buying a, a supplement, a green supplement? Eat the bloody, put spinach in your shake and drink it, Yeah. right? Supplements as you get older, required. I think if you don't pay attention to the basics, you're going to be living off blood pressure medication, cholesterol, diabetes. If you don't stop and say, okay, cars need maintenance, teeth need maintenance, my bloody computer, my, my gym needs maintenance. What about my body? Okay, so I'm going to learn. I'm going to hire someone. I'm going to read. I'm going to study. I'm going to take this and see what it does to me. But going to a store and loading up, creatine monohydrate, great supplement. For someone looking to put on a little bit more muscle, naturally. However, if you're not eating, training, understanding your body type, you don't do food prep Wednesday, Sunday, why the F are you taking creatine? You're just pumping it in there and it's not being maximized. And you're not learning about your body. The body can do so much naturally versus needing supplement. Wait till you've plateaued. So I tell guys I want to do juice. They see me. I want this one guy in my gym. I want to get huge, bro. Look at you. I'm like, buddy, I'm 44. I've been training since I was like 16. It's a long time. I have muscle maturity. First, work out for a year. Train your legs. Cook. Eat four servings of potatoes a day, rice. Grow, learn your body, plateau, study, log it, then take a supplement. You just then lost experiment. them. You lost them when you said first workout for a year. Yeah, Tell man. that to a 20 something year old. 
Yeah. First workout for a year. And then, like, if someone, I'm not against performance enhancing drugs, even steroids, growth hormone, but for purpose. If you have an athlete training for a specific purpose, I get it. UFC fighter getting his face smashed all the time. Okay, I get it. Take something to help you out. A power lift or whatever it is. But when you're just starting off and you want to take that medication, that drug to get bigger, all you're doing is hurting your body. You're not understanding how it works. And then you're going to plateau and lose all those results you just got. It's and very, it's, very the, good it's point. the I want it era. It's like Insta era. Right? I know that we touched a little bit about like how do we get the 20 somethings to accept the fact like you just said first workout for a year like commit yourself to the next year is can't can't they honestly look at this the same way that they're looking at their career path and they're like thinking it's going to take me a year to build this goal it's going to take me two years to build this goal your body's the same thing isn't it like how do you commit how do you convince these kids to to understand that that dedication it's tough because it, it comes like a three-prong effect. It, it all, settings and surroundings always matter. You take a great kid who's got great goals, who wants to help you fit, wants to lose weight, but then he's hanging around guys that smoke, drink, do pot. They're going to take him down. It's either they become him or him becomes them. Yeah, so in the and setting... And odds are of, he becomes them. It's goals, setting, and then it's lifestyle, routine, discipline. Those three things for me are the most important. So when one is evil and it overpowers the other, it's hard. If someone really wants to work out, they're overweight, they're in their 20s, they're a bricklayer, they're an electrician, whatever it is, carpenter, and they know what they need, they have good discipline. They wake up, they bring their food, they work out, they go home. But the setting they're in is wrong, that'll ruin it. When, when you have one of those three evils that are wrong, you got to go back to your core identity, which is writing shit down when you write down a goal yeah when you log it magic happens with paper and pen not computer not laptop not phone but when you write it you know you're writing something it turns into a thought thought turns into an action action turns into energy energy turns into output it needs to be written down and it needs to be done for you you also need to look at people in terms of assessing where they are like really looking at yourself and Giving, don't hide from yourself, but look at yourself. So you know what? I'm stepping on the scale, man. I'm, I'm, I'm gaining. Like every year I'm getting five pounds. Like I need to accept the fact that there's a problem. The three A's of accountability. I need to acknowledge, can I do it by myself or no? Yes or no? No. Okay. I need to advance. What's my next step? Take action. And people don't do that. So they fall into a rut. And what they do is they hide from emotional pain. They hide from the fact that training for a year, like you just said, sounds horrible. My God, for a year, it's 365 days versus, wow, man, if I train for a year, I will be so fit. I will be the first person in my family who's ever done it because you got to break the stigma. You have kids growing up in family households that are horrible. I came from a family household of a mom that was trying so hard to work, learn a language, raise two kids, go to school. She didn't give us any emotional support and love because she knew I got to pay the bills. I got to pay the rent. You better be doing your chores. You better be doing your homework. You better be studying. So for someone to grow out of that, I had to learn if I need something, I got to go get it from somewhere else. 
So for 20-year-olds that are stuck and they don't want to put the effort in, they should look at 50, 67-year-olds and say, wait, I'm going to be there in 40 years. Do I really want to end up like that or can I make a change? That's a good point. All right, Dimitri, let's wrap this one up, the 20-year-olds. Everybody, again, Dimitri from Pure Motivation Fitness. Reach out to him. Honestly, guys, yeah, DM man. him. He's got his two Instagram handles, right? So it's at Dimitri Giancoulos. So it's it. D-I-M-I-T-R-I-G-I-A-N-K-O-U-L-A-S. And it's also at puremotivationfitness.com. Website is www.puremotivationfitness.com. And it. his email is, again, Dimitri at puremotivationfitness.com. Watch out for the fitness, hashtag Fitness Fridays with Dimitri. So it. this first one will go out to, on Friday. What's next? What's the date on Friday there? It's Friday's going to be the 18th, brother. So this, this one's coming out on Friday the 18th. And then watch for it. Uh, the next shows for the next uh, four Fridays, every other Friday after that. All right. Dimitri, we're out of here, man. Thank you for we having tackle, me, baby. We tackle the 30-year-olds next. Oh, yeah.